Hello everyone, welcome to the last episode of the first series of We're Just Warming Up. We can't believe we're already here, but unfortunately time flies when there's a climate emergency. We thought it would be nice to take this episode to reflect on what we've learned. We also wanted to acknowledge the fact that we definitely are not experts and came at this whole idea with no previous experience of podcasting. We have as much to learn as anyone else, but we're so happy to have been able to create a platform to elevate other young voices in the climate movement. As well as that, despite the very serious subject matter that we cover, there is joy to be found, which is super important. So stick around until the end for the very human side of things. So I'll kick us off with the first episode, which was way back in January now. Um, I spoke to Chester Zoo, uh, or Faye from Chester Zoo, um, about their sustainable palm oil project. Um, I learned a lot about one perspective. Um, I would say it's now my perspective too. Uh, in terms of sustainable palm oil. Um, so things like deforestation and loss of biodiversity and greenhouse gas emissions can be like directly linked to unsustainable palm oil, which ultimately leads to climate change. And so Chester Zoo's mission was to present, prevent extinction. Um, and eight years of research led to um, this initiative. So it asks businesses and community organizations such as schools and hospitals to assess their supply chain and make just one change to eliminate unsustainable palm oil from the supply chain. So they're supporting like RSPO certified sustainable palm oil instead. So about four and a half million people earn a living from palm oil production. Um, A lot of these are in developing countries such as Malaysia and Indonesia and their economies rely on palm oil, um, which produces up to nine times more oil per unit than other oil crops. So while people call for palm oil free products if you switch to sunflower oil or coconut oil um you could actually increase deforestation and create other impacts um if you have to kind of clear land to grow those instead um for me i really like this project because it's about bringing together individuals to hold bigger polluters to account um i've finally actually got the like the ball rolling in my community we had our first meeting last week which is really cute and really nice and my grandma is involved um kind of like multi-generational thing um and we hope to have our first business sign up soon so it's really exciting it's really interesting to recap about that and remember it feels like ages ago that we were talking about it so i'm going to go back to our second episode which was about low traffic neighborhoods and reflect on that so I learned how, I think I, what I learned more than anything was how divisive the issue can be. And I think that stretches to lots of issues regarding the climate crisis, be that sort of the way we travel or what we eat, or if we can, where we might go on holiday. For as many people who support these issues, there are always going to be people who are completely against them for some reasons, probably more logical than others. But it's about having conversations and raising the impact that these issues have and continuing to promote positive change, which I think I've taken away from, from our podcast series. Sort of on that point, the, the action that people can take, I think if you li- live near a low traffic neighbourhood, embrace it. And if you don't, maybe try and get in touch with your local council or MP and ask how they feel about them, particularly if you live in a city and see if they might support the implementation of them. And I think going forward, it's about accepting some of the criticism. They were, if people can remember our second episode, we did discuss that they were introduced quite rashly by councils at the start of the so going back about this time last year um, and one of the criticisms of them have been that in a number of instances they've comp- contributed to extra pollution on main roads so the roads that haven't been part of these zones um, and if you were if you did live on those roads you can understand why you would be, be so upset 
Um, but I think fundamentally it's about trying to accept this and then reiterating the point that low traffic neighbourhoods are there to reduce the use of personal cars. So pushing the traffic onto the roads was never the reason. It's about the fact that people should stop using their cars in total. I think in regards to the climate crisis, this may be the biggest challenge at an individual level that we'll face over the coming years. But solutions such as low traffic neighbourhoods will hopefully help contribute to positive change. I actually saw an update to the whole debate recently. Um, on Sunday, there was a, an article in The Guardian about the fact there's actually been 25,000 similar traffic filters, which aren't technically in low traffic neighborhoods that nobody's really kicked off a fuss about. Um, so they're almost there without people realizing already, so. Yeah, I think for some people, it will all, they will always just be against any sort of change at all. And if they're aware of that they're in, as part of the change, they'll just find some kind of way to hate it. But that's that's life that's a bit of a negative <laughs> a negative point of mind. so way back in episode three we had a chat with um the wash security um ngo equal aqua uganda and they showed us how young people can build up from really just nothing and enact real change in their local communities and help work towards the united nations sustainable development goals um, since we spoke to them, they've, you know, been put on these huge events to fundraise, to raise awareness of WASH, such as their WASH World Project, and it's been nothing short of incredible. Um, one of the biggest highlights for me, I think, was seeing in their 2020 report that they helped over 680 school children in Uganda with water security, which I think from a team of 19 people is really quite incredible. Also in that episode, we discussed, discussed um, plastics and how they can be damaging to the environment and what we can do as you know, everyday people to try and change that and improve the plastic situation around the world. And I think the biggest um, fact that stuck with me through that was the 5p charge for the plastic bags um, that was enacted in 2014, which led to the 80% usage droppage in the following year. And I think it's just it's just, um, important to remember, like even those little changes, you know, 5p is literally only 5p, but it resulted in a huge drop in the use of plastic bags. And I think going off that, it's important to remember that, you know, not, all, not everyone can live zero waste lifestyles where they're never using plastics or they're, ne they're always, you know, reusing, recycling and, and just repurposing all, all that they have. I think it's important to remember that, you know, even just doing little things like switching from plastic straws to reusable straws can go a long way in helping make the world a better place. I think the um, thing about the plastic bags is quite a good example of, say, eating people into stuff, definitely. I think certainly on my old job, I'd have people beefing me all the time about it, like, oh, why are you charging this? And even when you take go to charity, they just weren't interested. But then, you know, a year later, no one cared. So it kind of shows you if you do these things slowly, people will just get used to them. That's a good point. And that changed, like, what, an 80% decrease? That's That's so big, like, yeah sort of the impact that that small 5p makes is really cool um and well done katie for your um like first meeting that sounds really good and i love that your grandma is getting involved i feel like we should encourage all the grandmas of the world to get involved in, in 
stopping the climate crisis. Um, yeah, so then I guess our fourth and fifth episodes were looking at um, climate justice and, and environmental justice, um, which is a really interesting topic, very sort of current um, topic and something I learned a huge amount about from doing the interviews and um, from Destiny from Choked Up and uh, Mitzi Janelle Tan um, from Fridays for Future. Um, yeah, just the, the fact that climate change is the product of a broken system. Um, there was a graphic that I saw on Instagram that was um, the iceberg, which is very um, topical for um, the climate crisis, but um, it's the 10% the that you can see is, is the climate crisis and the 90% underneath is um, the sort of uh, the system that has like the racial injustice, the gender inequality, the social injustice, colonialism, consumerism, um, and it's extractive practices. Um, so it is, it is a huge issue, but it's, it's also important to take all of those things into account when you try and think of a solution. Um, so really raising awareness and, and raising the voices of um, like people of color working in these areas and people in MAPA regions in the most affected places and areas. Um, and the work that they're doing is is so impactful. Um, but yeah, I, I also learned there are countless people fighting back all over the world um, that you can't even imagine. But when you start looking, there are so many people. Um, and yeah, we just need to raise their voices and find our place in the fight um, to stop or lessen the impact of the crisis. Um, so not take the place of other people, but also work out where we can make an impact. So in, in global North countries, what who, who can we pressure that, that lives here and that works under our laws that we can make a difference? Um, yeah, which I thought was really impactful. So I'm kind of summing up um, about kind of the articles bit that I had. So kind of just to recap, I had four articles. So on the first one, I did one about like post-pandemic travel. So kind of not hopping on planes so often or how to like organize your holidays. So then you're not pumping as much carbon dioxide out pretty much. Second one, I had a goss about low traffic neighbourhoods. That was it. And it was in um, Camden in London. And it was looking at like different measures they put in place and the impact was that. The third one I did, it was looking at David Attenborough's documentary. I can't actually remember the name off the top of my head, which is kind of bad considering I wrote it. But it was to kind of say the cultural impact that had. And then the last one was one looking at kind of the um, banks and kind of calling them out basically for funding projects which are drilling up oil or gas, etc. So I wouldn't say I necessarily found any parts of it shocking, so to speak, but I did find some interesting. I probably picked the first and the last ones out as the main ones. So the post-pandemic travel I found really interesting. Personally, I definitely would like to get back out as soon as I can beyond when it's just Portugal, obviously a bit limited at the moment, but when we can, I think it's quite interesting to kind of think how we can keep doing that and then build that around kind of a better future um, beyond Corona. I think aside from that, the second one I did find quite interesting as well in terms of the banks and stuff, because obviously you always tend to think about the normal players like BP and the oil companies, Shell, et cetera, and they, and they spring to mind. However, you don't necessarily think of like kind of HSBC and Barclays, et cetera, being behind this. So it's kind of like good to call them out and even kind of put, put like a practical sense to that and then show how people can switch banks and things like that. 
Um, so uh, yeah, I was kind of the ones where you can actually provide people with actual advice um, for how they can make these changes off the back of the articles, I think, which are the best ones. Because I, I think the line I found with it, it's all well and good saying these things, but you need to actually kind of show people what they can do in their lives to make improvements and make a better future going forward. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I like to be um, directed to something I can practically do um, rather than just sort of see the enormity of something. Um, I suppose along those lines, we had a couple of simple actions that you can take, which were spread around um, Earth Day last month, um, such as volunteering in your community. That one particularly springs to mind for me because I, um, when I'm at home rather than at university, I work at a homeless shelter. And one of the amazing things about that is that um, a lot of the food that would potentially go to waste or is going out of date from supermarkets is then taken there and given to people who will actually use it. Um, rather than being wasted, which is an amazing thing. And, and local, um, like a local butcher gets involved and, and from the excess meat that they don't use, they make amazing meals that we can then serve out. So like there, there are things that you don't necessarily think are um, impacting the climate crisis, but um, they can be really useful. Definitely. It would be great if that kind of thing was backed up with some kind of legislation, because I know in other countries like food suppliers are legally obliged to partner with organizations like that to avoid it, I think in France. Um, so some top-down policy would be great. Anyone have any highlights from the whole experience? I mean, I'd say it's like a wider thing. It's been quite cool to kind of like be able to express our views kind of fairly freely as young people, I think, and then kind of help other people around us, I think. It's kind of interesting to have your own platform on which to do that and the basis for it. So I mean, I'll say particularly before so it's it, it's been a new experience definitely positive one for me it was very exciting seeing how many listeners we got particularly on our first episode um that was that was nice as much as i have not enjoyed re listening back to myself many many times and the little quirks or the little the little things that i say constantly which i didn't realize before um, it's definitely been one of the highlights of my year, like having the chance to interview people for this podcast um, and learn so much thing, like so much from them. And yeah, just understand, like once you start researching, there's so much information out there. Um, that was one of the good news stories I found about the climate crisis, actually, that um, all of the sort of technological or like agricultural methods, all of those technologies and solutions to deal with the crisis are actually out there. Um, the resources, the technology, the wherewithal, it's just that we have to implement them. Um, so it's just time to start taking action. Sure. It's an absolute privilege to have a platform and be able to express ourselves, but also super important as young people because we're not widely listened to elsewhere, taking charge. I feel like we're almost kind of like bridging a gap between kind of full climate activists and the general public and kind of bringing it across in a way that shows thinking these are the issues kind of giving them as they are but in a way that's kind of not confrontational but saying you need to take action kind of thing through the kind of tips and advice we're providing so it's kind of almost like a transition between the two areas I think is what we're focusing on it. For sure, I hope so. If we are putting ourselves out there for a season two um, I it would be so cool to like actually have a bit more like discussion with listeners and really encourage like people to share their own like simple actions that people can take and that would be really cool to really engage with the community of young people and give other people the platform that we've sort of um created so if you're interested in joining drop us a dm
at the Just Warming Up pod, or is it Just Warming Up? I can't remember. I just know. Warming Up pod. <laughs> Hi everyone. Oh wait, have you started? I haven't actually. Oh. <laughs> Would you want to start or not? <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know whether you'd stop the the countdown or not. Okay. Alright. Regarding. Um three, two. Um oh, it's Are you in? No, I didn't mean to do that. Three. Two, one, go. Hi everyone, um, welcome to Nyan UK's podcast, We're Just Warming Up. We're a team of your reg- regional ambitions. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I don't know what I said there, regional. <laughs> regional. Uh, let, let me just find one. Oh my god, I was laughing at the start as well, that was always going to go. <laughs> when you're ready uh, so I think it's worth oh I didn't uh, and there's less people I'm always like I'm going to say it again sorry okay. <laughs> we can't wait to hear about your adventures in activism <laughs> so bad they're protesting against the lack of cl- action on the climate the lack of action on climate issue <laughs> So finally, um, I went to a talk. So for my last little, so my last question um, is sort of, so my last question um, is around education. I went to a talk that Anjali and Nialetti did with Cambridge University, um, your co-founders, I should say. Um, and they, oh, that's confusing. Okay, I think I'm back. I think I Sorry. am too. I think it might have been both of us. <laughs> um, it, it, we'll get it out of the way and then it won't happen again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think Tim's frozen. Okay. Where did, what did you last hear? Um, the la- thank you, so- yeah, sorry about that. It was almost, we almost got there. <laughs> um, lots of local communities coming together to start up projects themselves. And, um... Sorry. Um, yeah, and start projects themselves, which is fantastic to see. Fantastic. Fantastic, so- thanks for letting us know. Oh, sorry, <laughs> that was good, that was a good time. I've lost that one. Oh no. Can you hear me now or no? Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay. That'll be on the bloopers, by the way. As soon as I, as soon as I started speaking, everyone froze and I was like, no. Um, thank you so much for listening. Next week, we will be continuing our. Can you let. What do I say? Um, Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.